0: The following program is underwritten by Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling, from the Halty harness to the Halty Optifit head collar. Company of Animals for all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
3: Well, Judy is screening your calls toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 right now. I'm already losing my voice, and we've just started.
1: (laughs) you got a long way to go, Hal.
3: What's that about? You could also ask your questions directly from the animal radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download thanks to those folks over at Doctors Foster's and Smith. On today's show, I'm telling you, we have a nine year old hero. I love it. Wow. When they start this young, it just warms the (laughs) cockles of my heart. I'll tell you that right now.
1: She was raised right.
3: And uh, she'll be joining us in just a couple of minutes. I don't want to tell you exactly what she's done yet because I want you to stick around. It's called no. a, a tease. It's not even, not
1: even a little tease. Not, nothing. Not
3: even, not even a little, no hints. Not nothing. even a little morsel or anything like that. Uh, well, I will tell you. I will give you a tease here. Pamela Paquin. Is that how? how I'm not
1: we, sure if it's Paquin.
3: She'll be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll find out how to pronounce her name, Pequen. and uh, then of course I'll slaughter it. Of after learning how to pronounce it. <laughs> And uh, she uh, she makes clothing, but a special sort of clothing. She takes roadkill. She finds roadkill, and she makes it into...
1: She uses the fur.
3: Top-of-the-line clothing. Yes. That sells for, like, $1,000 a piece, some of these. I know. You want to stick around for that, don't you? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. That's certainly intriguing. Let's uh, take your calls toll-free for Dr. Debbie or Dogfather Joey Volani, at 1-866-405-8405. Speaking of which, Joey... What do you got on today's show?
4: Well, we're going to talk about, um, you know, how to make take away that irritation that your dog sometimes gets from the groomer, like that razor burn type of stuff. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you know, I, maybe I should have elaborated on it because irritation could mean that your dog just irritated being at the groomer, yeah. but skin <laughs> irritation when, when a dog gets come um, clipped too close. You know, I'm, I'm in grooming mode here, so you know, I know what I'm thinking, but I forget that sometimes I gotta project it out a little bit better.
3: Well, let's head back to the phones. Toll free at 1 866 405 8405. And we have Marcy on the phones. Hey, Marcy. Hi. Where are you calling from today?
5: Uh, West Reading, PA. Oh,
3: okay. Listening on, uh, WEEU,
5: perhaps? Yes. Yes, I am.
3: Love that station. So, how can we help you?
5: Okay, um, I have a cat that's, uh, 17 years old. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he's having trouble with constipation right now. Uh huh. Um, Sometimes he walks around the house and he he'll drip a little bit all over when he's walking. But he can't seem to go any more than that.
6: Okay. And is what does the stool look like? Is it solid or is it runny? Uh
5: no well, when he drips he drips a little like diarrhea and that's runny. But w- mm. uh he might go in his litter box and that's um that's a hot, hard, hard solid. Uh, it's like very hard when he does go. And he, mm-hmm. um he like, how would you describe it? He likes, uh, strange to try to go. Okay.
6: Yeah. And, and how uh, often does he poop? Is it
5: once a day, every other day? No, it's, it's like every three days, I would think.
6: Okay, well, we need to get this guy some relief then, definitely. And it, it is very common in older kitties, and older kitties being really in the teens and up, mm-hmm. that they can suffer some problems with constipation. And, and the things that I hear from cat owners, um, some will, some people will describe a cat that passes very large, and dry stool. And then there are other cats that will have a varying consistency. And let's, you know, it's kind of gross talking poo on here. But some cats will have a liquidy, almost like a diarrhea component, and then later go on and struggle and pass a very large, um, maybe even oversized stool. So both of those kind of things can still be constipation. And and it can happen for a lot of reasons in an older kitty. Um, They often uh, can have subclinical dehydration. So as cats get older, they don't drink as much. Um, they can also have other health conditions that kind of dehydrate. Yeah dehydrate them as well. So kidney disease, chronic kidney disease, is a very common cause of uh, dehydration and constipation in older kitties. And then we also run into problems where they'll have arthritis or maybe some problems with the lower spine function, and they can uh, retain their stool longer. So all of those things being said, a cat that's pooping every three days needs help. We want to see this kitty pooping every day. Okay, good. So the first thing I always do is I always like to do a full exam and make sure we do some lab work and see if we have some health problem we need to address, like kidney disease, because for kidney disease, some simple steps like um, some of the therapeutic prescription diets can be very helpful in uh, restoring their fluid balance as well as improve the stool quality. Um, so that's one big thing. And also if a cat needs uh, fluids, sometimes I'll have owners give that at home. Um, if it's not too bad and they can give fluids just to kind of help the kitty stay hydrated. So okay. that's a really important thing because there's very little we can give a cat to make them poop if they're, dehydrated like a little prune inside so that's this is definitely number one that we have to look at but from there once we've done all of those things then i actually am a fan of miralax um it's uh, a human product um it, in the uh, GI aisle, um, just over the counter at your pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And for, for older kitties, I like to give that, um, usually twice a day. And for some cats, they may not have really bad problems with their stools, but if they were noticing the decreasing or increasing, uh, The lengthening duration between when they're having stools, then um, Miralax could be a really big lifesaver for them. And I'll use anywhere from maybe a quarter to um, an eighth of a teaspoon twice a day um, just to start off and then kind of work our way up from there.
5: Okay. Uh, We did try Miralax. uh, So, well, it did work a little bit. Uh Um, So far, he's still not going it every day, though. Okay. Um, I don't. Uh, We haven't been measuring it, so I think if we measure it, maybe we'll find out we're not giving him enough.
6: Yeah. And, and like I said, if you're, if you haven't seen the veterinarian recently, there may be some things they can throw in as well to help him out and okay. just to get his hydration better. Um, but for any kitty, when we're constipated, I want to m- encourage them to drink and they're kind of like horses. You can take them to a water bowl, but you can't always make them drink. Right. So the, the ways to sneak it in would be to either feed exclusively canned food, great hydration. Um, over 75% of canned food is water. So that's a great thing. Um, you can, Water down dry food. Um, kitty water fountains can be a great thing if the kitty likes moving water and it encourages them to drink. And if we don't have other health problems, sometimes I'll even use a little bit of um, uh, chicken broth uh, just to kind of increase the, the water intake and they sometimes like oh. the taste of that a little bit.
5: Okay, that sounds good.
6: All right. Well, best wishes with your kitty okay. there, and I hope he's pooping better soon. <laughs>
5: okay. Thank you so much.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. If you have a dog that pulls like
0: I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the Halty Harness. The Halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty Range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty Training Lead, Halty Head Collar, Halty Training Harness, and the Optifit Head Collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty Range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max!
7: <coughs> Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com,
8: the entrepreneur's phone system. Okay, for all you men out there who've ever vented about the cost of razor blades or the razor burn that cheap blades give you, I want you to check out Harry's.com today. This is good stuff, guys. At Harry's, you get high-quality razor blades and shaving products for a fraction of drugstore prices. Why pay 32 bucks for razor blades when at Harry's, you can find high-quality blades for half the price? And these are expertly crafted, high-quality razors. Harry's owns a factory in Germany that's been making razors for almost a 100 years. These guys know what they're doing. And by cutting out the middlemen, Harry's delivers them to you with factory direct prices. Guys, I promise, this is a better quality and better value shave. And right now, you can get Harry's Starter Set, complete with a razor, three blades, and shave cream. It's a month worth of shaving for just $15 with free shipping. Plus, visit Harry's.com now, and you'll also get $5 off your first order. To get your $5 off, go to Harry's.com now and enter code 1616 at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code 1616.
9: Hi, this is Justin Silver from
10: CBS's Dogs in the City here on Animal Radio, just reminding you to always stay new to your pets.
3: Saturday in the park. That sounds like a good idea. Maybe after the show, we'll get out to the park. Thank you, Chicago, for that suggestion. Chicago also uh, loves animals, has a lot of animals, lizards and mostly uh, chihuahuas. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Halty. Those fine folks over at Halty, if you have a dog that pulls, the Halty training lead by the Company of Animals gives you eight versatile functions all in one lead, including three length ranges as well as two dogs on one lead and a double steering control. Wow, this is like cutting-edge technology, my friends. Find a Halty range retailer near you at www.companyofanimals.us. All I can say is I love the Halti. Uh, so are we going to the phones yes, that we're are. doing there? I'm sorry, I guess i got to hit that line on over there. And we have Bill. Hey, Bill, save me. Hello. How are you doing? Where are you calling from today?
9: Uh, Sarasota, Florida. Oh, well, thank
3: you. Are you listening on WSRQ?
9: Uh, yes, I do. I
3: love that station down there. So what's going on? i got the whole team here for you.
9: Oh, great. Well, I have a cat that's uh, 16 years plus. will be 17 uh, this coming September. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. Uh, however, uh, a year ago last fall, he uh, uh, was in at the veterinarians and got a, a couple of shots of feline leukemia and distemper. He didn't do very well with them. I had to take him to another vet for an examination, and they did a, a blood workup, and I had to uh, um, inject him because he had gotten a little dehydrated. And, and mm-hmm. the veterinarian at the said, don't give him any more shots, and so recently well, back before Christmas, I received a card—a reminder card—saying that uh, he's due now for, I believe, it is the uh, uh, the FR, uh, F-E-R-C-P mm-hmm. and and feline leukemia shot. And I got thinking, you know, gosh, he didn't do well last time, and what the veterinarian had said to me, and, and I, I, you know, I really got hesitant, so I haven't followed up and given him any more shots.
7: Mm-hmm. And then I started okay.
9: to to read online. And uh, so I started thinking about, you know, what's the duration of immunity with some of these things, and are we over-inoculating our poor friends?
6: And you're bringing up a lot of great points here, Bill. And congratulations, first of all, to have a kitty of that age. That is phenomenal. You've been doing a very good job to see your kitty to those golden years. So, thank Um, you. So a couple things, you know, first, you know, we have an older kitty who after vaccinations has felt ill, run down, needed hospital care. So the question first that I think a lot of the listeners might say is, oh, my gosh, these vaccines make my cat sick. And the thing I like to point out in these situations is it isn't necessarily the vaccines that make the pet sick, but we have an older kitty that. Typically, there are a lot of other health concerns that are just kind of under the radar. Some we may know about, some we may not. And when we challenge the immune system with vaccination, we kind of take the body's energy away from dealing with those problems issues or problems, and then they can uh, suffer a setback. So for me, I'm going to say I disagree with your vet completely, and I um, all, all due respect, um, for me, an older kitty of 16 to 17, I see no reason to vaccinate them. There are generally other things that I would rather spend um, my client's dollar and um, address for the pet's health um, more so than vaccinations. And, and this is a strategy, there's no absolute kind of black and white line when we start to really talk about this. But for me, when I have a double-digit kitty, um, that's when I start to say, okay, let's individualize. Let's make sure we're addressing what's best for your cat and not just what we say, this is on a list of all the vaccines that are potentially possible. And really make a kind of a thoughtful decision on that. Um, Because the other question you brought up is, you know, what's the duration of immunity with a lot of vaccinations? And for many vaccines, they last anywhere from three to seven years. And I can't make an argument at all to give feline leukemia to a cat of that. That age, because um, unless we're in a super high risk, there's usually a very good immunity that they, that they have after um, many years, even, of this vaccination. So um, I, I would say, um, yeah, I'd skip the vaccinations and, and really address what else we can do to, to help your older kitty. But certainly, it sounds like, Bill, you've done a super, super job. Uh, what's your kitty's name?
9: Uh, well, it's kind of different. It's put, PUD, P-U-D. <laughs> She's called PUD. Like Puddy Cat. Yes, that's right. <laughs> So at any rate, um, he goes out, but he's always been tethered, you know, so he's just kind of in in a courtyard at times or just on the back porch. But I do take him for a daily walk just around the properties. He's not an outside cat per se, but he does get out. And so, but I, I think I probably should give him a rabies shot. When that comes due, do you feel that would be appropriate?
6: Well, rabies is required by law and that too, you know, a veterinarian can't say, you know, don't give the rabies, but there are health reasons sometimes where we might not want to vaccinate. And I think we'd have to know more, you know, about your, your kitty's specific health. Um, if giving a vaccine is going to make um, some other health problem come to the surface, you know, if you're keeping your kitty on a leash, the risk is pretty low of encountering a, a wild animal or a bat or something like that. So, but But the the thing I would want to stress is, and we're talking about older kitties and what shots they do or don't need, the number one thing that I would want cat owners to do is to make sure they still get in for that regular veterinary exam because even if we're saying, ah, you may not need those vaccinations... It is so important after they get over 7 to 10 years of age that you get into the vet clinic because there's a lot of things that um, the veterinarian can get from a physical exam, um, problems we may need to address, uh, small conditions that might need some special dietary care, and really kind of getting ahead of problems before they cause um, you know a more significant problem for the kitty.
9: Yes, I, I, I do that. He goes in uh, twice a year, and uh, I have him do the the blood panel at that time as well just to see. Very good if there's anything, you know, happening that we might catch before, you know, he, he finally ends his life to try and keep him the best I can. So anyway, that's kind of what I'm doing, and uh, I thank you very much. I don't think there's, there's anything else that, uh, that needs to be added. I, I will stay away from vaccinating him and just keep going into the veterinarian on a regular basis.
6: Very good. Well, best wishes for you and your kitty there.
3: Thanks, Bill, for your call. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405 to reach anyone of the Dream Team. Great question, by the way, there. Always have questions about vaccinations. Uh, by the way, Dr. Debbie, if you want to pick up her books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, or Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, they are available at Kindle, at Amazon, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. If you own one of these, or let's say they own you, you'll want to pick up this Guardian's Manual. Hi Judy.
11: Hi, how are you?
3: Doing good. How are you doing today?
11: I'm good, thank you.
3: How can we help you? I got the great Dr. Debbie right here.
12: Oh good. I have a quick, I have a two year old English bulldog and she has a red mange and I've been treating her with the promaris. It's a chicken flea medicine. Okay. And um, I was wondering if there's any more any other like a natural way without medication for treating her for this.
6: Um uh, well there's definitely the most natural thing for a red mage is actually to do nothing. <laughs> and that sounds horrible. She, red mage. But
11: then she gets all red and then her hair falls off.
6: Okay. So obviously that's not a good solution for you. And I, and I say that's partly jokingly, but red mange, which is actually Demodex mites, um, in many cases is, uh, will go away on its own. So in about 30 to 50% of cases, it'll go away on its own. If it doesn't, we really have to address other underlying causes. And it's basically a type of mite that can be passed with heredity. Um, and it also is affected Yeah, exactly, from her mama. And it's also influenced very much by the pet's own immune system and their own ability to clear that. So for pets that have more generalized problem or more chronic problems, we really have to look at focusing on all those other ways that we can improve their overall immune status. So for female dogs, if she's not already spayed, she needs to be spayed because the hormones of... You did that already. Super. uh,
13: I did that a long time ago.
6: Great. Good. Now, for some pets, if we're not getting good control with something like Promaris, not everyone has super results with that. And in many cases, we'll use that every two weeks to every month to help treat the demodectic mange. And if that doesn't do it on its own, don't feel bad. In many cases, we'll have to add in other things. Now, in your question to natural remedies, probably not anything simple that's going to treat the mange by itself, but more to kind of support her immune status. So I would really look at other things, whether we need to use something like ivermectin along with the Promaris. Um, For some pets, um, we can try a medication interceptor, which is a different flea tick medicine, um, and that might be of some use. But we also want to look at this immune support. And so sometimes things like probiotics, which can help support the immune health of the gut, That can be very important. And then also making sure we're looking for other disease processes in the body. Uh, We test for thyroid disease. We test the blood for other issues that might be present and then treat those because that will have an effect of improving the immune support of the body and then thereby helping the red mange. So it's kind of kind of more of a cascading effect of all these other things that can influence the pet um, with the red mange. And uh, the other thing is that many, many times with um, a lot of different types of mange, they have bacterial infections in the skin. So we have to get them on courses of that to treat the secondary okay. effects of all that. So has, has that kind of been your, your battle cry of what's been going on here?
14: Well, 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 my thing is,
12: that if she, I give her the Promaris. And I only give it to her probably every three to four months.
6: Every three to four months is definitely not frequent enough to effectively treat the mite. So if that's the purpose is to treat the mite, you're you're not getting anywhere close to that. You're treating more for fleas and ticks with that.
12: Well what so, I noticed is when I give it to her, she it's when she barely starts to to turn the pink where I could barely start seeing it. So then mm-hmm. as soon as I give it to her, she's fine for another three to four months. So it's like I can't yeah. it coming on, but I didn't want to give it to her so much because it smells horrible and I didn't know yeah. if it could cause any damage to her also.
6: Yeah, and, and definitely I understand all of those concerns, and, and we don't like to use products if we don't have to, but if you're only using it partially what it's just prescribed for then we're only doing our part of the good and this is unusual. We see this with ear infections and skin conditions in dogs that if you only do things for a short period of time and don't follow it through as prescribed, you're going to have relapses of problems. And that I think is what you're probably dealing with here. So before I'd say you're having a failure of primaris not controlling this, I'd say we want to make sure you're you're being diligent on following those um, instructions by your veterinarian and then perhaps doing these other things, looking at other underlying immune problems and then uh-huh. maybe adding in a, a secondary medication such as oral ivermectin which we can use um, along with that
2: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at one 405 8405 You know canine
15: caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789.
2: Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately, and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore, or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Oh. And now, for GEICO's stuff found in your car, we go inside your backseat vent.
5: Hello, the french fry by the pink crayon. Last week I was king of the car seat, and then your kid's favorite song stopped and boom, meltdown. Remember, it took you 15 minutes to clean up. 15 minutes you could have spent switching to GEICO and saving hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. Please find us. If it gets any hotter, pinky over there is going to have a different kind of meltdown.
16: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com today. Tackle your first do-it-yourself project of the year. Replace that old carpet with easy-to-install floors from Lumber Liquidators. This week, get it done for less with incredible deals on DIY-friendly Brazilian cherry laminate. It's our thickest and best, and it's less than a buck. Or get the gorgeous look of oak from just 49 cents. Plus, unbeatable deals on pre-finished solid hardwood, bamboo, vinyl plank, and more for about half of what you'd pay somewhere else. And get special financing. Don't put off that DIY project. Get rid of your dingy carpet and visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you.
13: Hi, this is Joyce DeWitt on Animal Radio. Please stay and meter your animals. Thank you.
17: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterandSmith.com.
18: I'm Tammy Trujillo. Twenty-three dogs have been rescued from a totally unthinkable fate. Now, these dogs are mostly Korean jindos, and they were rescued from a farm in Seoul, South Korea, where they were being raised, get this, as food. The farmer agreed to surrender the dogs and stop raising dogs for meat. They were rescued by the Humane Society International and taken to the Animal Welfare League in Alexandria, Virginia, to be evaluated and checked out by vets. The dogs have now been sent to shelters throughout the Northeast to be adopted. HSI has an ongoing campaign in Asia to rescue dogs from meat farms and to help dog meat farmers transition to other kinds of farming, hopefully one more acceptable. This is the first group of dogs HSI has been able to bring to the United States through their campaign, and hopefully it will not be the last. Well, everybody's probably seen those campaigns to send cards or letters to a sick child. The 16-year-old Anthony Lyons wanted something different. He wanted photos of dogs, and he's now gotten over half a million of them. Anthony is undergoing chemotherapy for leukemia at Phoenix Children's Hospital in Arizona. The hospital has therapy dogs that come in on certain days, but if the days the dogs don't come to visit, a family friend created a Facebook page to help make Anthony smile, and that page has taken off. The page is Photo Doggies for Anthony, and it's attracted photos and well wishes from people all over the world. The next time you go to the dog park, you're likely going to hear someone calling for Max or Bella. Those are the top two names bestowed on puppies in 2014. VetStreet.com says other popular names for boy dogs after Max were Charlie, Rocky, Buddy, and Cooper. And while Bella was the number one name for girl dogs, Lucy, Sadie, Molly, and Lola rounded out the top five. Rover.com says there was a 37% increase in food-themed names for dogs like Coconut, Ginger, Kale, Peanut, Guinness, Vino, Mokey, and Whiskey and a 78% increase in nature-related names, including Lightning, Clover, Moose, and Panda. And let's not forget the more techie dog names out there. There are dogs running among us named Google, Siri, Tesla, and Pixel. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news
17: anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
19: I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Did you donate anything to charity last year? Or did you tell your girlfriend you had donated something to charity, but really you just moved it to the attic? Because that CD tower is part of who you are. And if Michelle doesn't understand that, well, maybe Michelle doesn't understand you. Or, well, no matter what you went through last year, answering questions like, did you donate anything, is much simpler. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
5: Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love Animal Radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals.
20: Hey, it's Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal, coming at you again on Animal Radio. I wanted to bring something up to you. This could draw the ire of some of you uh, animal radio listeners, but sometimes I do like to push your buttons. I think you know that by now. I was at a raging party last night. Just a great, great time. And at one point... Uh, everybody was having a great time. And it was a group of people who don't get together very often. And and at one point, one of our old friends of ours, she said, well, it's time for me to go. I got to let the dog out. You know how it is. Got to get home and let the dog out. And we're just thinking, you know, I had two dogs in my life. I never had to leave somewhere to let the dog out. I mean, we don't want to persecute the dogs, but then again, none of us are going to 12-hour-long parties either. This party was roughly going to be four to five hours. Uh, from my recollection of, of my two dogs, Rocky and Cruiser, Rocky, of course, being short for rock and roll, we were pretty much on the same bowel movement schedule, I might be, uh, dare I say, when it comes to me and my dogs so I'm starting to think we looked at each other after she left and my buddy Tommy and I were like that's the out huh? that's that's a girl that's a dog owner's I gotta wash my hair out that's her way of saying okay this party sucks you guys are getting drunk and stupid as usual Ooh, the dog I gotta let the dog out poor thing home alone leaving a party to quote unquote let the dog out is the dog owner's equivalent of I just don't think of you that way Vinny Pet, Party Animal on Animal Radio.
12: Hey, y'all. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to
5: Animal Radio.
21: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with our
3: pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie, or Dogfather father, Joey Villani. Brand new stations. Got to welcome WRMZ in Dothan, Alabama. And uh, K-R-L-Y in East County, San Diego, Alpine. Wow. Cool. Great new stations to have on board. And, of course, now we have a gazillion stations. I was going to say a billion, but gazillion, gazillion trillion stations. Right. Sure. Pretty much something like that. So welcome, guys. If you want to call and speak to the team, we're here. If you just want to check in and say, hey, what's up? We're here toll-free, 405 8405 And if you're new, we do this segment uh, every week called The Hero Person. Because I don't think the people that really take care of the animals get acknowledged.
1: Yeah, these people that are behind no. the scenes, they do a lot of work and just go unrecognized. They work really hard. Yes. You're, mm-hmm. Put in a lot of time and a lot of their own money.
3: You're like that, uh, Tammy. You Not a lot of people know this, but you foster.
18: We do, and a lot of them are special needs, so they take a lot of extra work.
3: God bless you. That is amazing what you do. And you do a radio show, too, so it's just, it is... <laughs> How you divide your time is amazing. Uh,
18: You know what? They give it back in spades. They give it back in love and affection. They do. So it's not work at all, really. But it is at the same time.
3: Yep. Well, we'd like to celebrate those unsung heroes with the hero. And if you have somebody that's in your town, a hero, nominate them by sending us an email to yourvoice at animalradio.com. Hi,
22: Orly. Hi.
3: I'm welcoming Orly. Can you pronounce your last name for me? Sedransk. You're nine years old, right?
22: Yes.
3: Well, how are you doing? I'm good. Well, tell us about the animals you have at home.
22: Um, I have two dogs.
3: Two dogs? What kind?
22: Um, one a Labradoodle, but we don't really know what the other kind is because she's a rescue. So,
3: they're the best kind. Those mutts—they live a long time and they're really healthy. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I understand you live in uh, Montclair. Is that uh, where is that? What state is that in?
22: Um, New Jersey.
3: Well, wow. that was right next to where I grew up, guys.
22: Oh wow, I grew up in really? Clifton. Oh.
3: you know where Clifton is? Yeah. Well, the Montclair Animal Shelter. You went there, visited, and you saw that there was a bunch of animals there, didn't
22: you? Yeah, there's a lot.
3: How did it make you feel?
22: I'm like sad, sort of.
3: What did you do? You were so sad, you actually decided to do something, didn't you? Yeah. What was it?
22: Um. So I did a fifty-fifty raffle. Upon family and friends. A
3: 50-50 raffle. I don't know what that is. What is that?
22: It's when you, you can sell stuff, but I didn't sell stuff. I did, so I had tickets, and it was $2 per ticket. And then one day, I took, I put all the tickets in a bucket, and like family like bought tickets for $2. And then at the end I put the tickets in a bucket, and I picked a name out of the bucket, and it said a name. And then they won half the money I raised for the animal shelter. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the money went to the animal shelter. But they, they decided to give the money back. Wow.
3: So what, what, because, what, what, why did they do that?
22: Because, um, I mean, they felt bad for the animals. So, like, they gave back the money so I could have more money to buy stuff. So they needed cat cages. And then I bought cat cages for
3: them with the oh, money wow that's great so how many cat cages did you get
22: we got i think five and then they like hold three cats in each well i mean i could hold more but there's three floors of the cage mm.
1: so how much money did you raise
22: five hundred and eleven dollars
1: holy moly wow. <laughs>
22: huh?
1: was that all
3: just from family
22: um no friends too
3: well that's great are you going to do that again ever
22: I want to. I mean, I want to raise and I want to do another thing, but I'm still thinking about what to do. Like, I don't want to do, like, the same thing again and again.
3: No, of course not. You want to keep it fresh, don't you?
22: Yeah.
1: Get more people, new people involved.
22: Yeah, and I volunteer there every weekend.
3: Oh, you do? What do you do down there?
22: Um, Usually I go with my dad and we walk the dogs there.
3: That sounds like fun. Would you encourage other heres people your age to go do this
22: I mean I'm trying I'm doing a towel drive in my class to have people bring towels or blankets from the for a the shelter
3: Towel drive that was in a little bit of a joisy accent you have there a towel drive so you're asking the the kids in the class to bring in towels that they can use down at the shelter Yeah Oh that is so cool you are I just want to give you a big old hug Did you know <laughs> that you're our hero this week
22: I am. Yes, you, yes are. you are. We have a
3: hero award, and we we'd like to praise the unsung heroes—the people right. that are doing great things for animals. And today, you're our hero for what you're doing down there at the Montclair Animal Shelter.
22: Thank you.
1: So, what do you want to do when you grow up?
22: Um, I want to be a doctor, like maybe a vet, or like just a doctor, like
1: a human a human doctor or a doctor for animals. I think maybe a doctor for animals.
3: Yeah, we have one right here. What do you think, Doc? Do you think this is a good career to go into?
6: You know, I think she sounds her upbringing and what her interests are sounds so similar to where I was. The volunteering, the doing things every week with animals, and, and just trying to make a difference for your age that is um, that's immense. So she's going to go somewhere. She's going to do really good things, whether you are working on people or animals. Um, so congratulations.
1: Remember that name, because you're going to hear this name more.
3: Orly. That's a pretty name. I like that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us this week. We had so much fun. (laughs)
22: You're welcome. Uh, Will you
3: go to your your, uh, dogs and go give them a big old hug from all of us, okay? Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Have a great day, okay? You too. Bye now.
22: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Isn't that just adorable?
21: She's
22: so cute. She's a Jersey
3: girl. Come
10: on.
22: (laughs)
21: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
20: This is Animal Radio, baby.
3: Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, is learning so many new tricks, and now that we got these, uh, this is kind of cold. They are a sponsor but they they didn't tell us to talk about this particular product. I do want to mention it though. We're using coaches which are little treats. They're one calorie treats that we use to train ladybug and the good thing about it is when you're training an animal you got to use a lot of treats so if you're giving them a high calorie treat (laughs) exactly it's just junk but these are what are uh, they called they're called cochise 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 and we're using we happen to uh, be using the turkey and the lamb flavors and they're grain free and they can be fed from like eight weeks old you can start them young when you want to start that training really young and uh look for them cochise good stuff she loves them, and we're training her. What are you training her besides doing dancing to to hop through your arms and all kinds of yeah, stuff? Yeah,
1: she can. If I make a loop with my arms, a circle, she'll jump through, and she'll come up and touch my hand like give me high five. We're working on a lot of different things.
6: Hey, hey, wait, before uh, we get going, can yes. I ask
4: Joey a question? Absolutely, Joey. Sure, so... I love questions.
6: So it's going to be pertinent, too. It's a grooming question. So um, recently I had Nikki, my Bouvier, up in Utah, and we were treapsing and hiking, and we were out for, you know, several hours and in the snow, and she was actually busting through ice and running through water. And, you know, we came home, and she had little ice balls between her toes and attached to her fur elsewhere. And, you know, I've always told pet owners, you know, to make sure you prevent that from accumulating. And a, a lot of the breed folks tell me to clip the fur in between their toes regularly with like a 10 blade but i thought well gosh isn't it better to have some of this fur there to be a little protective so that we don't have this freezing on her skin
4: Mm. well you know that's a really good question clipping um, pads on on a dog is very, very common um, for groomers, but it's mainly for the couch potato dog, you know, the dog that stays in the house. Now, if you actually read the breed profile standards to a Bouvier, they're supposed to have um, um, hair in their pads. It's supposed to be scissored down flat to the dog's pad of his foot so it doesn't accumulate too much while the dog's walking on it. But it should be there. I'll be quite honest with you. I would leave it in there. What I would do is when after you walk your dog on in that type of situation again, just take a towel and, and dry him up. That's all. Mm-hmm. but yeah, i would use a in hair there for dryer protection. too <laughs> it, it, well it, it, exactly exactly i mean as long as you well you know it's, it's um, better than anyone as long as you get the ice and the, and the cold snow out of there they'll just be fine but that protection um, for a dog that's actually out and about is important
3: you cool. figure it's there for a reason, right? Absolutely.
4: Well, it's funny because, um, it, uh, like I said, it's a great question. Um, routinely what we do is, is is, most dogs that have hair in the pads of their feet will clip it out. And the reason why you do that is is that most of the breeds aren't working breeds anymore. So they, you know, they're, they're just regular pets that hang around the house. So it's easier to keep them clean and keep the dirt out and the salt and everything else out. But when you have a dog that's actually out and out and about and working, well, then you gotta, then you got to revert back to really what breed profile, breed standards are.
3: Thank so much from Joey. Joey, i got to tell you, we just got a tweet now from Emilio. We, we were talking earlier about Emilio from Mexico who just has the hots for you. She says that she's uh, getting chills down her spine every time you talk there. So I think you have a new fan there in Mexico.
4: It's about time. At least, you know what? She's my first one. So, number one on the list, Amelia.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or
23: emu, are people, too. Everybody loves a practical joker. At least that's what Philip Ray Hornell thought. Hornell, a sheep shearer in New Zealand, thought he'd play a little joke on his neighbor. Hornell had been drinking with friends when he decided to herd some sheep into a neighbor's house. But that neighbor didn't think it was so funny. Hornell was convicted on willful damage charges with evidence that the homeowner had to replace carpeting in four rooms. The judge said it was about time Hornell grew up and understood the consequences of his action. Hornell was ordered to pay $795 in reparation and $130 in court costs. It's worth noting that two weeks earlier, Hornell was ordered to pay $9 in reparation for stealing six pies from a discount store. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. People to animal radio.
3: Poor Judy, she's a little sick today. A little bit uh, nasally.
1: I'm just spacey. Yeah. I yeah. Do. So yeah. you can
3: expect we'll all have it next week.
1: But I'll all be
18: feeling fun. better then. <laughs> You'll That'll take, be good. <laughs>
3: take care of all of us.
18: <laughs> oh,
1: no.
3: Tammy, what are you yep. working on over there in the newsroom?
18: I've got a story that's kind of hard to take, but it has a really great ending. There are some dogs that are here in the United States, and they're going to their new homes. And that's the fun part. They were rescued from ending up on somebody's uh, dinner plate.
3: Mm, you got to love mm-hmm. that. Uh, mm-hmm.
18: I can't believe
3: people are still eating Neither,
18: dogs. But they actually... We're on a farm where they raise dogs for that exact purpose, if you can believe that.
3: Unbelievable. Wow. No, I yep. can't believe but, that. But
18: they're safe. They're safe and they're getting new homes. So, it, And it's just the first of many, let's hope.
3: Okay, that's a great story that's on the way. Also, this hour, we're talking to Pamela. She makes uh, roadkill clothing and <laughs> sells it for about $1,000. People a piece. wear it. Yeah which is strange. i
18: got to check this out. Yeah,
3: here, yeah. check this picture out. For, That's uh,
18: something. Uh, let's see. We're
3: going to go back to the phone's toll-free at one 405 8405 If you haven't had a chance to check out the Facebook page this week, head on over. Wednesday in particular is when we do the Wacky Wednesday, and we ask you to upload all your wacky pet pictures. And uh, that's when I'll spend the entire afternoon looking at pictures and videos and all kinds of fun stuff over there at Facebook. And then, depending on how many likes you get on your picture, the one with the most shares and most likes, you pick up on one of these great prizes from one of our sponsors.
1: From Central Garden, we have some Avoderm. Is this
3: the first time you read this? I'm just...
1: No, it's not. I just was lost. I'm sorry, Hal. I told you I'm a little bit spacey today. Medication? A little bit of medication. Yes, you get some cat food and dog food, and then you get a can of their grain-free beef and potato stew recipe, wet dog food.
3: Okay, so if you want to pick up on that, be sure to upload your Wacky Wednesday pictures over at the Facebook page. And if you don't have wacky pictures of your pets, we'll take some. Or you just head on over and vote for the wacky pictures that are over there at Facebook. Uh, let's head to the phones, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, 405 8405 right now. Hi, Randy. Hi, how are you guys doing? Doing good. What's going on hey. with your corgi?
15: Well, I was out walking uh, Bridget the other day, and uh, a fellow came up and started talking to me about the herding class dogs, and mm-hmm. he said that I should be aware that there is a gene mutation called the MDR1 gene mutation. And Mm -hmm. I was wondering if Dr. Debbie would know anything about that.
6: Yeah, um, certainly. And it is a type of genetic problem that we do see primarily in the herding breeds. And I don't believe that the Corgi is actually one of the breeds that we've seen this in. But it it does surprisingly show up in mixed breeds, so it is something for people to be aware of. Um, The MDR1 gene is basically a a mutation in a gene that helps to process different drugs and kind of excrete them out of the brain area. Um, When they don't have this proper uh, gene in action, we can see drug toxicities causing neurologic problems and, in worst-case scenarios, even death. Australian shepherds, border collies, uh, collies, uh, there are even some German shepherds um, that have this type of gene. Um, Shelties, all of the kind of um, herding breeds. Um, And I do know that there was a little hubbub going around in the Corgi breed before with concerns that they had this, and it really hasn't been documented. Um, uh, The the lab that tests for the, this gene is actually uh, Washington State, and uh, even on their website they have a list of uh, different breeds that this has been found in, and Corgi is certainly not on that list at this time. But it is, like I said, it is important for all pet owners to really be aware of because when you prescribe drugs, you know, you want to do things safely. So um, we want to make sure that we know that there are certain drugs that some pets cannot tolerate. Um, in the drugs we kind of talk about with this, this MDR1 gene tend to be things like ivermectin, um, which is a very common, um, heartworm medication. Um, it's also, uh, used to treat problems like skin mites and some other kind of skin conditions. So, um, it's usually not a problem for the, the heartworm dose, uh, of the ivermectin, but more so for the, uh, the mite problems. But other things like, uh Sedatives, um, immodium is a problem for these breeds, so it's pretty widespread. And in fact, I think three out of four collies have this mutant gene, so it is something to be aware of and have screened for. Now, were you having concerns with your corgi in particular, or are you just kind of checking the the hype that was going around the the dog park? <laughs>
9: <laughs> I was, I was trying,
15: just checking the hype at the dog park, cause it just, you know, he, he came up with that, and I'm going, well, he said ivermectin, and I go, well, that's exactly what, uh, what Bridget is on, is, is, is ah. ivermectin based mm-hmm. stuff, and he said, be very careful with that, and I go, holy cow, you know, maybe I should go ahead and, and get her tested.
6: Yeah. Now, in, in even some of the different resources, those, these labs that test for this gene, it, it has been extensively tested. And the doses that have, are used in the regular monthly heartworm preventatives of ivermectin are not a problem for the herding breeds, even those with this gene. So it's not something to create mass panic about, um, but to be aware of because, um, you know, I've had dogs, uh, German Shepherds, where I've uh, put them under for anesthesia. Um, and boy, they wouldn't wake up at the end of the day. And and they were very excessively sedated. And there are some tranquilizers that we use for anesthesia that it would have been great to know that this dog had this gene. So I could have altered the dosage of this and let that doggy, you know, not sleep over in the hospital that night and be able to walk home easily. Um, so, yeah, it, it is something to really be aware of. And uh, But I think you're probably okay. Um, you know, but share that certainly with your friends that have um, herding breeds or mixed breeds. You know, and this might be a great reason why we do genetic testing find out what breed your dog is because this is a condition that if your dog is a mixed breed herding breed you know we really ought to be testing for this um, especially before we use certain drugs so thank you so much for your call randy that brings up a a very great point that a lot of people really just uh need to hear about so we appreciate your call this is dr debbie with animal radio at 1-866-405-8405
2: celebrating the connection with our pets this is animal radio featuring your dream team veterinarian dr debbie white and groomer joey villani and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis
3: oh poor judy
18: poor poor She's Judy! She's sick as a dog <laughs>
2: she is sick as a dog
3: but
1: hey i'm here yep I made it.
18: Yes, you are. And you're doing a great job and I know you don't feel good so you deserve a big hand of applause. She Here really I does. It. Oh, thank after you. this, yep. I'm going to yep. make
3: you some chicken soup.
18: Oh, thank you. You, you better.
3: Well, I won't actually yep. make it. I'll just buy some. But, You'll open a can. Uh, yeah, I'll open a okay. can for you. you.
1: Yeah, well. It's well. still the thought that counts.
18: <laughs> that's nice.
3: Yeah. Oh, Tammy, 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 Tammy. What are you working on in the old newsroom there?
18: I have got the story of this fantastic dog named Kai that somebody abandoned at a railway station, complete with a suitcase full of his belongings. It is the saddest story in the world, but there's a really happy ending too.
3: I love happy endings. Definitely, uh, me too.
18: Let's uh, go to the. <laughs> okay,
3: toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I mean, who doesn't really? Dog father Joey Volani and Dr. Debbie here to answer your questions.
1: You're so rad, Hal. Which one are we going to? Line three. Okay.
3: Hi, Denise. How are you?
11: Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How about you all?
3: Good. Where are you? Great.
11: I'm in Pennsylvania.
3: Beautiful Pennsylvania. Uh, where?
11: Uh, in Wormelsdorf, Pennsylvania. It's about halfway between Philly and Harrisburg. Okay.
3: Are you listening on XM or any one of our affiliate stations?
11: Uh, I'm listening on WEEU. EEU
3: in Reading, Pennsylvania. Well, Correct. thank you very right. much for doing that. Dr. Debbie's here.
11: Yes. Well, hi. Hi. Uh, have you ever heard of anything like this? I uh, have a German Jack Shepard Russell. He's approximately 10 years old, and uh, I took him outside. I got home from a babysitting job, took him outside. He seemed fine. He uh, walked around, did his stuff, came back inside. We sat for about two hours, went back out uh, again for the last time for the night, and had a tr- time of terrible time trying to get him up out of his kennel he would not get up and when he did he was limping holding one paw up and uh, that went on for about two days and i finally said what am i doing different and i thought of what i had started giving him on friday and uh, okay. i stopped giving that to him and followed by the following thursday he was back to his old power pulling self and what i was giving him was a popular name brand uh bone treat uh you know type cookie with glucosamine mm-hmm. chondroitin in it okay so it yeah. made it made him practically lame
6: i don't know I, I have a hard time making that conclusion the way that we can test that very easily feed that to your dog for two days and let's see if he limbs because my 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 bet and i'm from vegas so and i'm betting today man my bet is that it's not related to that and it could be very well be just a soft tissue injury the other thing would be you know in a 10 year old dog we have the potential for arthritis glucosamine is actually very useful um to help uh treat osteoarthritis and pain related to that so it's really not something i can make a, a connection saying that treat likely caused a limp Problem, and uh, but like I said, the best way to test that uh, theory is to give that to him for two days, see if that limping resumes. But that's um,
11: that's what I did. I I, and he's back to his power pool himself since I stopped giving it to him.
6: Right, but what I would suggest is challenge him again and give him that treat. If you've discontinued it and you think the limping is gone, give it to him again. The chances are it was probably some soft tissue injury and it was going to improve on its own no matter what we did. Um, you know, whether, uh, you know, we used some holistic therapy or we took a, you know, chicken and rolled it over his head (laughs) or whatever. So yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with that, but, uh, you can always test it and. There's try one way it out. to find
3: out. Yeah, let yeah. us know because uh, we we were interested here to know it is a big brand name, and uh, we'd be interested to know if there if your dog's having a reaction to it.
11: I'll try it again, and I'll give you a call
3: back. Thanks, Denise. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk with anyone here at Animal Radio. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much.
12: Um, I have a question about my 13 month Newfoundland. Um, I have a dog. She. She was on her about a year ago. Um, In the last, maybe it was like three or four weeks ago, she was diagnosed with a torn cruciate ligament on her right um, hind leg. And about a week and a half later, the left leg
14: went. So
12: we're at the, uh, yeah, we're kind of devastated about it. But we took her to the vet, and he was recommending TPLO surgery for her. Okay. And uh, um, my question, though, is because she is a large breed, um, she's not overweight. She is, um, she's in really good shape. In fact, she's probably on the thin side right now because she's not eating as well because she's in a lot of pain. Um, mm-hmm. It's a long recovery period, and I know I have to pretty much crate her most of the day after the surgery. And mm-hmm. we have to kind of carry her in and out of the house because we have stairs every, everywhere to get in and out of our house. Um, and then the other question, you know, just to see if that's going to be kind of cruel for her, because they only can do the surgery one leg at a time.
1: Mm-hmm.
12: And and then the other thing is, is um, I've been reading a lot that they end up developing arthritis a lot of the times after the surgery anyway. So mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on the subject.
6: Okay, sure. And ironically, I was just getting off the phone chatting with someone about their dog with cruciate disease who just had surgery. So that, oh. very strange. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. But yes, um, with cruciate disease in dogs, um, yes, they will go on after um, surgical repair and have some arthritis. The problem is you have a baby here, and yeah. it would be a very different answer I would give you if you have a 12-year-old dog versus a 1- or 2-year-old dog. So right. because she is so young, I would definitely encourage you to have surgery done. Um, mm-hmm. And the TPLO is the, one of the best ways to manage a very large dog. Um, so, and we kind of have to look at how these... Kind of injuries happen um, and in dogs it's somewhat related to the the angles in their knee and the forces that are put on those major support ligaments in the knee. So the cruciate is the big one and when that blows we lose the major stability in that joint. So having both of those at such a young age um, I think for longevity and use of her legs that would be the better way to go and I certainly would not advocate not doing surgery. That would be a last case scenario for that 12 year old dog that I I don't know that I want to put them through that surgery. And interestingly enough, when you said Newfoundland, there are certain breeds of dog that at a very young age are more prone for blowing out their cruciates and sometimes both of them and uh, they tend to be Newfoundlands uh, among other yeah. breeds. Um Akitas Labradors Rottweilers are very common in this because um, otherwise most vets will tell you oh that's unheard of young dogs don't get cruciate injuries but um, it can right. happen particularly in those breeds
12: the only um, so. thing I
6: was I mean
12: I don't know how much stress this was going to cause we really never crated her past five months old
8: um, mm-hmm. she
12: was not a dog that liked to be in a crate she She did not like to be crate she's pretty much my shadow she loves to follow me everywhere around the house and um i'm just worried that for the months of recovery and it's going to be about two months per leg i'm thinking how hard Mm -hmm. that's going to be for her
6: and i'd have to say i'm probably a little bit more of a weenie when it comes to crating that long after um this kind of surgery you know maybe the orthopedic specialist would say otherwise but i think that I think you could get away with less than that. Now, certainly yeah. we don't want her jumping and running, mostly so she doesn't hurt that other leg more. So mm-hmm. I, I would get that we want to keep her quiet, um, but I usually don't have my post-cruciate patients crated for two months at a time after surgery. Um, no. She's young. She's a puppy. So we do want to limit her activity, and crating may be important initially as she's healing. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we have to give them something to do, um, and just general activity around the house, as long as we're not jumping, slipping our legs, uh, right. doing anything really crazy acrobatics, um, I'm usually fine with that kind of limited activity. Now, th- Sometimes we will sedate and use tranquilizers for post-op patients. And uh I'd say some of the more exuberant pets after this kind of surgery, I will do that. Um, although I find that some of the normal pet tranquilizers don't always work. So I'll kind of dabble in a little bit more exotic ones that, that may not have as much tolerance effect. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say... I'm definitely a fan of having large breed and extra large breeds having that surgery done because it gives them the best support on that leg. And some dogs, the, the, the last dog I was just talking to the, the family, they actually, that dog started walking very quickly within a day or two after surgery because there's so much wow. more support there than uh, was previously. So um, I, I would give it that there, benefit. You
12: would. Now, is there any studies, especially with a larger breed? I know the smaller breeds and the medium breeds probably have less. Um, I would think they would have a higher success rate just because they are less weight and they're smaller. But the larger breeds, like in Newfoundland, um, is there any studies about arthritis setting in, you know, right after surgery or, or soon after surgery?
6: Well, I mean, I can guarantee you she's going to have some degree of arthritis, even yeah. if immediately if you corrected that, because there has been an insult within that joint. Um, it would certainly, we would expect we'd see less arthritis over time if uh, we don't have that chronic inflammation going on inside the joint. So if we don't have that damaged uh, cartilage and the ligament flapping around inside the joint for longer yeah. periods of time, um, that kind of puts a little bit of perhaps a... Um, uh degree of arthritis that we might expect so
12: okay so uh, all
6: right yeah. well, thank you it's, very it's much it's not avoid very helpful yeah, and it's certainly not avoidable. It means we're going to have some kind of chronic concerns for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think definitely with my, my giant doggies, um, this is definitely the way to go and, and getting them back on those legs. And, you know, you may always yeah. be very cautious. You may use joint supplements and other things yeah. to kind of help support her joints. Um,
12: Actually, I've already but- started it. I said, you know what? I'm going to just start it. Probably isn't going to help right now, but it's not going to hurt. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I did. Absolutely. I started her on some glucosamine and, um, so
6: forth. So. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, best wishes with everything. Okay. And, and I hope that turns out well for you and her. And thank you for your call. This is Dr. Thank Debbie. you very
3: much. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team right now here at Animal Radio.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405
16: geico motorcycle presents
19: reflections from the road let me tell you the road is a much more relaxing place since i switched to geico motorcycle insurance and started saving money with that taken care of now i can think about deep important things like how come it's a pair of pants when there's only one of them a real brain teaser but hey at least saving money with geico motorcycle is as easy as pie what does that mean anyway
16: Geico Motorcycle Insurance. See how much you could save.
1: At Stella & Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella & Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities, without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella & Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at
8: Okay, for all you men out there who've ever vented about the cost of razor blades or the razor burn that cheap blades give you, I want you to check out Harrys.com today. This is good stuff, guys. At Harrys, you get high-quality razor blades and shaving products for a fraction of drugstore prices. Why pay 32 bucks for razor blades when at Harrys you can find high-quality blades for half the price? And these are expertly crafted, high-quality razors. Harry's owns a factory in Germany that's been making razors for almost 100 years. These guys know what they're doing. And by cutting out the middlemen, Harry's delivers them to you with factory direct prices. Guys, I promise, this is a better quality and better value shave. And right now, you can get Harry's Starter Set complete with a razor, three blades, and shave cream. It's a month worth of shaving for just $15 with free shipping. Plus, visit Harry's.com now, and you'll also get $5 off your first order. To get your $5 off, go to Harry's.com now and enter code 1616 at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code 1616.
23: Hi, everybody. This is Frankie Avalon,
2: and I love animal radio.
21: Keep listening.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi,
3: Pepper. How are you?
10: <laughs> I'm fine, and I want to tell you thank you so much for taking my call.
3: Well, of course, with a, such a pretty name. How did you get the name Pepper?
10: Uh, um, I eat about five-gallon jar full of jalapeno peppers a week. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so okay. it's not I your given name.
3: See, the dog likes him, too, huh?
10: Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now, you don't have a, a regular name for the dog, do
10: you? Well, I named him Casper, because he's white. Casper. And we
6: okay, mm-hmm. what's going on with Casper there? Well,
10: I have two dogs. One is a Havanese, and one is a Bichon Casper. I had Casper about two years, and I was making his own dog food, which it was ground turkey, brown rice, and I'd buy the bag of frozen vegetables, and put it in there and everything was going fine. I'm, a, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, let me tell you that first.
6: Okay.
10: And all of a sudden he started getting, like, bladder infections, kidney infections.
20: Mm. One
10: right after another, right after another. And, I mean, it's not that I'm not taking him out and walking him. It's not that I'm not letting him walk long enough. I mean, every time I would go to the vet it would be like $350, 450, $450 while they try to track this thing down. They treated, uh, they even went as far as to give me a prescription to take to Walgreens because he had to be on antibiotics for so long one time. Okay. And uh, then he started chewing it at his paws, and his paws turned real pinkish looking, and all around his mouth were real pinkish looking, and then he got another bladder infection. So I took him back to the vet, and she said, well, she goes, this just isn't right. Now, this is when we were home just about every weekend. So she Mm -hmm. did some investigating, and she told me, she said, he needs to go, he's got a protein, a problem assimilating protein. And we need to put him on the urinary ISO. Okay. Well, I've got him on that, but I was just wondering if there is another alternative to it. Now, this dog begs for vegetables. He (laughs) begs for vegetables. He loves vegetables.
6: All right. He's a dog with my mind.
10: Oh, listen, he loves jalapeno peppers, any kind of vegetable that you will give him. Awesome. Now, I get...
6: Fruit you give him. Well, hey. Now, I want to back up for a minute, because you said with Casper that he was having a lot of urinary issues. Did they put him on that food because they determined he had types of bladder stones?
10: Uh, She didn't say bladder stones. She just said that he had... Um, a problem assimilating protein.
6: Okay. Just because when I hear about a, a Bichon who's having problems in the urinary in nature, they're a breed very prone to bladder stones, and particularly calcium oxalate-based uh, uh, bladder stones. So one of the methods to deal with that is we will try a low-protein diet, and um, the uh, SO-type food, if that's the one that you're talking about, um, the, by made by Royal Canin, that is appropriate for that kind of dog that has those kind of urinary issues, and it is a low-protein food. So okay. if that's somehow related to his previous signs, then I would definitely endorse that um, you know, prescription, basically, for you. And well, he
10: hasn't had a problem since.
6: Well, there you go. Then it's doing something. <laughs> well, At least I'm speculating. Is, well, now
10: they've, they've changed our, our company. has changed our route, and I mean sometimes it's anywhere from two to four months before we get home. Uh, and they changed it going down the road. So and I realize this is a prescription dog food and it's hard for me to get now. I am going home next weekend and I do have a couple of cans and some dry that is gonna make me get home. But is there if I get in a bind, is there anything else?
6: Well, the, the trick is there's probably some things that we can use short-term retreat treat foods that would be appropriate for a dog on this food. But I'm going to say it's a little hard to just pick a food that we're going to be able to substitute because this is a therapeutic food. It, it is basically gearing the urine um, into a certain environment so we can hopefully prevent those problems. Uh, now, there are some treats that we can do. Oh, before I even get there, I was going to say, um, at least at my office, and many veterinary offices around the country, they may have the option to order online for these prescription foods, and to have those uh-huh. shipped to your home, so that might be something we do that through something called a pet portal. So my clients can have that shipped to their front door, so that they don't run out of this regular food because um, it because it is very. Really well, much, I mean, my much, bed only is
10: only like ten miles from me, and the problem is getting to, to my house. home city. Uh, okay, now that we're out here on the road.
6: Okay. Well, the, the things that we would definitely want to avoid, as you mentioned, a lot of the different meat things, um, many of those we will want to avoid. The things we can right. use in a pan for a pet that's on a, um, a diet like SO would be uh, eggs. We can use eggs or chicken, so, but we stay away from you know, a lot of the heavier meats. Um, and right. you mentioned vegetables and fruits, and so there are some fruits and vegetables we can use that are appropriate along with this diet. Um, I'll often recommend bananas, melons, uh, green peas, uh, cauliflower, those kind of foods would be appropriate. And, oh, again, yeah, it's, it's kind of... That
10: broccoli, cabbage, <laughs> he even eats turnip greens.
6: <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, some of those foods might not be a bad thing, but I would hate for you to be out on the road and rely on those uh, food items as your main source of a diet. so oh, right. I mean, I, I, well, I I really Well, when I
10: I'm, I'm going to buy the
6: large bag,
10: the super large bag, and I'm going to put mm-hmm. about, probably about... 30 pounds on the truck, so I won't be out, but it just caught me unawares this time, and
6: yeah. You know, now, one other solution that I might recommend, um, and we use this solution for folks around us that travel, is you can ask your veterinarian for either a prescription card or a written prescription for that food. And if you're heading through another community, and if you have a written prescription for that food, you may very well be able to buy that at a veterinary office. Uh, but you can't just go in and say, hey, I need that SO food. Uh, most places will say we're not comfortable selling that to you unless we know you really need this for your pet. Um, so that might be another uh, kind of little trick try
3: give that a shot pepper one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the dream team right now tammy what are you working yep. on over there in the newsroom
18: i've got a story that's kind of hard to take but it has a really great ending there are some dogs that are here in the united states and they're going to their new homes and that's the fun part they were rescued from ending up on somebody's uh, dinner plate. Mm. They're safe, they're safe, and they're getting new homes, So, it, and it's just the first of many, let's hope.
3: Also this hour, we're talking to Pamela. She makes uh, roadkill clothing.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or
23: emu, are people too it was only meant to be a safety drill at a zoo but dozens of children were left in tears after an escaped animal drill went all wrong the idea was to test the readiness of the staff at a tokyo zoo and a well-intentioned practice drill based on a scenario of a strong wind blowing a tree into an enclosure providing a way out for an orangutan The overacting actor jumped out of the cage and began running around the zoo, scattering the crowd. The Oranga actor grabbed an employee and was promptly shot with a fake tranquilizer gun. He dramatically fell to the ground, and that's when all the kids started crying. It took some time, but the staff was finally able to convince everyone that it was all an act. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Thank
15: You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Nine eight.
7: Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is
20: Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was yeah, good at yeah,
6: Sam Adams'.
7: That's easy to drink.
6: It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable
8: beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Boston, Boston. Boston
16: Tackle your first do-it-yourself project of the year. Replace that old carpet with easy-to-install floors from Lumber Liquidators. This week, get it done for less with incredible deals on DIY friendly Brazilian cherry laminate. It's our thickest and best, and it's less than a buck. Or get the gorgeous look of oak from just 49 cents, plus unbeatable deals on pre-finished solid hardwood, bamboo, vinyl plank, and more for about half of what you'd pay somewhere else. And get special financing. Don't put off that DIY project. Get rid of your dingy carpet and visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. This morning, Sandra sneed wrote a joyful status this miss is a soon-to-be missus over 300 friends liked her engagement post, and it got 76 comments sandra you're one popular gal geico also has a comment on your status did you know you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance in just 15 minutes by switching to geico just the way we're trying to help cushion a nice little nest egg for the future misses. Hashtag get itched. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This
17: is an Animal Radio News update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Petco
18: has kept its promise. It's taken all the dog and cat treats made in China from the shelves of its stores nationwide. Last May, the chain became the first national pet retailer to say it would stop selling the treats after reports began showing up that Chinese-made treats were making animals sick and far worse. The move includes pet treats made for the Petco brand, Unleashed, and those sold online. Petco says it will now stock only treats made in the U.S. and other regions of the world that, quote, support complete pet health. Well, when Pet Food Stamps, Inc. was formed in spring of 2013, it got attention from all over, including being featured on CNN, CBS, and ABC. Maybe that was too much publicity. The organization is now closed. In 2013, founder Mark Oken raised $65,000, and that was enough to handle the nearly 200,000 people who'd asked for help. He resigned last April, saying he was overwhelmed with applications from people needing help paying for food for their pets. Control went to a man named Greg Sullivan and he's now closed the program. He said he never could get over the negative image the group had gotten before he started. The New York Attorney General's office reported numerous consumer complaints have been filed against pet food stamps and that an investigation's underway. Sullivan recently posted pictures on the group's Facebook page showing a professional shredding company that he wrote took care of the applicants' materials. and Donations, he said, were either returned to the senders or used to provide pet food to applicants. This has got to be one of the saddest stories ever. It comes out of Scotland, where somebody left a male Shar-Pei mix at a railway station with a suitcase full of his belongings. The dog is named Kai, and he was left with his leash tied to a rail and his suitcase beside him. His bowl, some food, a pillow, and a toy were inside his suitcase. Now, Kai did have a microchip, and that's how they found out what his name was. But when they contacted the owner, he said he'd sold Kai in 2013 and couldn't give the name or address of who he sold him to. Now, since the story's broke, there is a happy ending here. The animal welfare group taking care of Kai says it has been inundated with offers to adopt him and his suitcase, which is fantastic but authorities still want to find that person who left Kai at the station. That person could be charged under Scotland's Animal Health and Welfare Act. People found guilty are banned from keeping animals for a period of time or even for life. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news
17: anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
23: As a retired teacher, I look for ways to save money for the things I love, like traveling the world. Medicare plans change each year. Fortunately, my HealthMart pharmacist helped me understand my insurance, saving me money on prescriptions. And they can help you, too. My pharmacist cares about my health and the things I love, whatever that might be.
21: HealthMart. Caring for you and
19: about you. Visit HealthMart.com for the locally owned pharmacy near you. Did you pay for childcare last year? Did your mom move just down the street and say, I'll watch the kids while you're at work? And you were like, great. But then she said, let's discuss rates. And you found out the exact price of grandma's love. Plus overtime and holidays. No matter what you went through last year, answering questions like, did you pay for childcare?" Is much simpler. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of.
7: Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
3: Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewies. I've told you about their uh, intro packs. Have you picked them up yet? The Chewy's Chicken, the Simply Venison, the Super Beef, the Duck, Duck, Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. All these little intro packs. What we do with Ladybug is she gets one on Monday, another flavor on Tuesday. We, we switch it up.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. And
3: yeah. whether she likes the variety or not, you know, it makes us feel better. She likes all the flavors, and it's certainly a great food, too. It's uh, the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, and you can get these little intro packs wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Okay, you're going to love our next guest, Pamela. Pamela Paquin, and she does something very unusual for a living. She creates clothing and uh, oh, glamorous kind of upscale clothing using roadkill, and I welcome her to the show. Hi, Pamela. How are you doing?
13: I'm very good, thank you.
3: So give me the 411. <laughs> what is it exactly you do?
13: Sure. So there are a million animals a day killed on the roads in the United States. That's wow. roughly rep- seven times the amount killed in the entire global fur industry a year. So 365 million a year on our roads and 50 million a year in the global fur industry. Wow. i a farmer sustainability professional, obviously. <laughs> there was some significance to that number, and when I moved back from Europe, with my daughter, feeling very sensitive and loving, obviously, as a new mom, and remembered all these bodies that I'd seen growing up in New England. And it really moved me. I really got tired of driving by them. And uh, I had grown up on a farm, so i had had a lot of experience with working with animals and uh, a sense of integrity about being a part of your food. Um, that really I felt that I needed to be a part of the raising, the humane raising and loving care of animals as well as slaughter if I was going to be eating meat. So I came home with that and my newfound motherhood and really felt that I couldn't drive by anymore. And also being a new mom, I couldn't travel the way that I had before. So I thought, well, maybe now's the time to try this out. So I went and got a license and I found a taxidermist uh, to help me and picked up a raccoon. But as it turned out, was a little too right. What kind
1: of a license do you have to have?
13: Sure. So it varies state to state. So, for example, in Florida, you can just pick up roadkill uh, and you don't need a license. Where I was living at the time I was in New Hampshire. I needed what is called a fur buyer's license. And I was there last winter, so I had that. And then I moved to Massachusetts, where my family's from, to be closer to them. And I actually need a trapper's license, because, of course, there's no such thing as somebody who collects roadkill and turns it into furs.
3: Okay, and what kind of clothing do you make out of them?
13: Sure. So I only collected a hundred animals last year. I'm really focused on my accountability and transparency right now on the operational side, and that means that I'm working with highway departments, animal control officers, and wildlife officers. And given that I was building up the infrastructure at the same time as working on the sourcing and uh, prototyping the pieces, I only had a hundred animals that I that I collected last year. And to that end, I'm only making accessories. Uh, this is neck muffs, mittens, hats, leg warmers, that sort of thing. And they're all made to order uh, specifically for clients, so in that sense.
6: So I'm going to be, be the devil's advocate here. I mean, as far as someone who doesn't believe in the fur industry, how how do you see your role as in answer to some of my questions of, you know, isn't this encouraging other people to want to wear fur?
13: Absolutely. So, again, much like coal power is not encouraged by the use of solar power companies. We, 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 as a sustainability movement, as a a conscious species, we're attempting to move away from unsustainable practices. Of course, there are short-term goals and there are long-term goals. So we're trying to transition to solar power and get ourselves unhooked from petroleum, which, of course, powers everything from our cars to the heat in our house to charging our cell phones. So we're all a part of that, including the transportation of goods on the roads that kill the animals. So we're all guilty. And I would just say, much like cruelty-free makeup or fair trade that doesn't support child labor, my fair doesn't support the intentional killing of animals.
4: I kind of like that answer. it's
13: It's the consumer's responsibility to educate themselves just as it is with the difference between organic or GMO, coal or solar, and so on.
3: I see that some of your pieces sell for about a thousand dollars. There's a lot of work put into that, so I understand that. What is yeah. what is the general reaction Do people like wearing roadkill? What do they do?
1: They know.
13: Oh, yeah. Well, it's very interesting. Actually, it's a, it's a very interesting story. When I was in, so I'm in New Hampshire. And I make my prototypes, and I start wearing them around New Hampshire in where I was living. Everybody just kind of didn't phase them. Of course, they're very sensible. If a deer is hitting the roads up there, it's gone within a matter of minutes. People eat it. It's, it was no skin off their back to accept it. No problem. Uh, I came down to Boston and started going to private events. And people were very interested. They wanted to touch it. And then when I told them the story, which, of course, I was testing the market, and um, these are very, um, kind of tended to be affluent people with disposable income. Basically, their eyes would roll back in their head. They would get very excited. and They had a million questions. And, you know, quite a few of them ended up being my first clients. People were really excited. They were so pleased, not only because of the tactile, sensual, and luxurious nature of the product, but that they could get it. And understand this animal to honor its spirit, to respect it in some way instead of like every other animal product that they consume, be it food or leather or fur, that they have to disassociate themselves from what that animal lived. It was a wild and free animal. It had a tragic accident and now it can be a part of their lives and they can do it respectfully. Mm. Wow.
6: So are you, are they wearing like possum and raccoon? And I mean, what exactly. are, what are some of the odd creatures that people have worn?
13: Yeah, no, I mean, you know, people that for centuries, you know, beaver was the reason that the fur industry started over here. And then another, something else, I think it was silk became popular and and people stopped being so focused on beaver. This was hundreds of years ago. Uh, I use beaver, I use bear. Fisher is essentially American sable. I use skunk, but much less frequently. (laughs) Raccoon is very popular because it's so fluffy. And, of course, coyote is very similar to a lot of the petroleum-based synthetic furs that you see around the edges of people's hoods that's so popular right now.
3: I think it's fun, we're, funny we're all like dumbfounded here in the studio. We're, <laughs> we're,
13: we're,
3: what, uh, what's the website? Where can people learn more and even get some of this?
13: Sure. So it's PetitMortFur.com. Petit mortesur. So yes, it's with an E at the end of Petit. But if you Google Patimor fur or something like it, or my name, Pamela Paquin, uh, it's going viral all over the world right now, so you'll find me.
3: Oh, well, this this right here will shoot you over the edge, this appearance <laughs> on Animal Radio. Well,
13: I just, you know, no, but seriously, in all seriousness, um, you know, I've reached out to PETA, I've reached out to the Anti-Fur Society, I've also reached out to the International Fur Federation and the American Fur Council, because as far as I see it, we've got to do this together. Demonizing people on either end of the spectrum is not going to get us very far If I want to change the paradigm of how we source fur, I have to be able to include everybody. Those are the voices against fur and the voices for fur. So when I heard from your station, I was very pleased um, because of course, everybody has to be a part of this if it's going to work. And at the same time, when we look at it, you know, it's a $40 billion a year industry globally. If people really cared in enough numbers, then raising fur on fur farms would be illegal. And that's not been the case in the United States. And the fur industry has only grown.
3: Definitely intriguing. We're going to put links to uh, all of your stuff over at AnimalRadio.com. Pamela Paquin joining us. That's spelled P-A-Q-U-I-N. Thank you so much for telling me what you're doing over there. And uh, keep us posted, will you?
13: Absolutely. Stay in touch, you guys. Thank you so much.
3: Let's uh, head back to the phones. Tell us what you think. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405. I don't know. Dr. Debbie, would you wear a raccoon around your neck? Could be
4: your next No, No? I couldn't. I'm torn there.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
18: Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of natural balance pet food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more.
3: Give me that Facebook thing. Here, I got to read this on the air.
1: What's <laughs> going on?
3: It's a uh, Facebook post from Amelia Huayla. She lives somewhere in Mexico. You might remember her several weeks back. She asked us to come on down and uh, broadcast.
1: Oh, yeah. We all wanted to go there. And have yeah. Great weather. Free uh, vacation?
3: Yeah, well, for whatever, you know. Whatever you'd like to do down there. It's very pretty. She sent pictures. Here, I'll hold up the pictures so Mm -hmm. people can see. Oh, this volcano she lives near and this pyramid she lives near. And she writes... I don't know about
18: living near a volcano, but okay. Okay.
3: It it looks fairly dormant. It's very pretty.
18: I hope. Okay.
3: Um, And she writes, a real dream team I admire, all of you, but Joey Volani is my hit.
18: Ooh. I can't blame him.
4: I can't blame him. <laughs> my hit. Oh,
1: modesty, modesty. <laughs> Let me see. I want to see that. I, mean, I don't believe it. Let me see. Let me see. Actually, hit. that you was can't, me. I, can't I sent see it to myself. You, is it right? Probably, yeah. What if Joey did it. There is, it's right there oh. in black and white. <laughs> it is, huh?
3: Yep. Uh, we all love Joey Villani, and he brings us a tip every week. usually saves us some money, and uh, I know that he pisses off groomers all across the country giving away their trade secrets, and today he's back with another one.
4: Yes, I'm back with another one. So anyway, um, I had a, I had an email from a woman who every time she brings her dog to the grooming salon, she has a poodle, by the way, and that's important to say, um, the dog comes back irritated on the areas that are clipped um, real close, like the face and the feet. And as most people who have poodles know, um, you know, a lot of poodles get their faces, that what we call a clean face and a clean feet. Now, depending on your dog, your dog is like um people um some dogs just have sensitive skin, and some don't. I know well, how'll ask you I don't know about you, but when i yeah. when I shave my face um and sometimes i i get it real close, um, depending on how soft my beard is, um, I get irritation, oh, yeah, so I got to put something on it. Oh, yeah. It's not, well, that's the same thing with your pet. That's basically what's happening. The only difference is with your pet is um, when they get irritated, the only thing they know what to, to ha- what to do is to scratch it. So when they scratch it, it becomes irritated and usually it gets infected and they usually make a scab that bleeds and then you got to go to the veterinarian and it costs you a ton of money. So there's a couple of things that we can do here. First thing you want to do is you want to cool down the area. Um, and this is something that you're probably going to have to give to your grooming because it should be done almost immediately um, after the area has been clipped down. Well, if you want to call it shaved, you can call it shaved. And um you can use witch hazel. Now, witch hazel is a toner, so it's it's really good about cooling down the skin and and actually keeping that irritation down. But something that I found that it's from a a um, breeder, one of the top breeders in the nation for terriers. And what she used was gold bond powder, and she would put it on because it would actually stay there instead of just absorbing in and, and, um, and, and, and evaporating. The gold bond powder would stay on, and she would actually put um, put the powder on the area. So what you can do is bring it to your groomer and say, "Do me a favor after you completed clipping the areas. Um, if you apply a little bit and don't get it in their eyes, um, you know, make sure you tell them that um, just to be safe. And um, you shouldn't have any problems. And it's been very successful um, for me for um, some of the dogs that have come in there and um, have had problems
3: Hmm. there you go gold bond and
4: witch hazel gold bond and witch hazel yes and this is you know this should be in your grooming tack box for you groomers out there
1: that's almost like the mechanic duct tape in wd-40 for the groomer it is gold bond and witch hazel
3: which is the name of my new band gold bond and witch hazel (laughs) kind of an older bunch of people yeah don't you like
1: that
18: i like it Hi, I'm Charlotte Ross on Animal
13: Radio. Please remember to spay and neuter your pets.
10: Um, yeah, hold on one second. I'm just going to pull over so you don't hear the buzzing in the thing. Are, and have sorry. you been driving? Yeah, yeah. We're in Vermont, and I could lose you at any moment. But what is it you want me to say?
3: Wendy Malick, Animal Radio, spay and neuter. So, uh, hi, this is Wendy Malick. Okay, listening to Animal okay Radio. I got it. Okay.
10: Hi, this is Wendy Malick on the Animal Network, and don't forget to spay and neuter. Animal Radio. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio, and do not forget,
3: stay and neuter.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
3: Dream Team member Dr. Debbie is up at the plate right now at one 405 8405 We have Patricia on the phone. Hi, Patricia.
1: Hi. How are you? Oh, very well.
14: But I have a question, two questions that are kind of delu- eluding me right now. Okay. But cat.
6: Hey, sounds challenging. Let's go. Oh, good. Okay.
14: Um, I have indoor cats, and I... I, I do a lot of, you know, now and then cat rescue, and I decided to let two of the rescued ferals stay in my backyard, and so the first question is, one of them, I was told, I I actually took them from a rescue group, and I was told that one of them may have FIV, maybe FIV positive, and now she has turned into a little love bug, and she wants to come in, and (laughs) She comes up to me and rubs all over me and practically lets me pick her up. So I'm guessing she was somebody's pet and kind of reverted to a feral you know, mindset. And now that she's had a place to be settled and good people taking care of her, she's going back to being friendly. But when I open the door, she tries to run in.
6: And um, <laughs> she knows what's good, man. She's on her way. <laughs> she, she, did, she <laughs> thank you.
14: <laughs> Couldn't have said that better. And so, what would? Would it be a bad idea to let her come in if there is an FIV positive test? Is the, and the other piece I'll throw on there is that I think I read, I think I remember, I think I heard that if they have had a an, an vaccine for FIV, that their test may come up positive. But I'm not sure about yeah. that.
6: Yeah, and and that kind of comes to like why we have the suspicion of FIV, which is also really known as feline immunodeficiency virus. So it's similar to kind of like the HIV virus in humans. So FIV in cats, yes, um, we can get some false positives, basically, from a cat that's previously been vaccinated. Um, Now, there's reasons why people vaccinate, and this is just a side note, tends to be more in shelter cats, cats that are in high cat volume situations. It's not a real routine situation. So... If we do get a a positive test, there are some confirming tests we can do to kind of reassure us if we may have that or not. Um, And
14: this one was rescued from a shelter. Both of these were.
6: Okay. So I guess the big thing is, you know, what's the risk with bringing this kitty into the home? Well... For FIV, it's typically spread through bite wounds between cats. So cats that live outdoors, that kind of have that fighting lifestyle, especially the male intact cats, they're the number one carriers of FIV. In fact, 4% of outdoor feral cats are positive for FIV. So, Wow. Yeah. So if you want to make this kitty an indoor cat and you have existing cats, there's a slight risk of acquiring that inside the home. Now, if they fight and this cat bites yours, absolutely, we can contract FIV that way. But through casual contact, drinking out of the same water bowl, grooming behaviors, there's really not a high risk of transmission of the virus, fortunately.
12: Yeah, agree.
6: So, so that's a good thing. Now, any FIV positive cat, if they are a pet, I definitely recommend to keep them indoors, so we can help decrease the exposure to other cats outside. So, um, you know, this might be a dual win-win um, in you know not only rescuing this cat but helping save some of those other ferals out there from becoming FIV positive if they're, if they're not already. Yeah. But you know, there's that slight risk for your kitty. So I, I, I would say you know you kind of have to recognize that and, and know your cats and see how they interact. Uh, whether or not this is a risk you'd want to take
14: okay well i really appreciate the information now i feel like i can make an informed decision
3: good luck with that i know how tough it is with ferals. we we've brought in a few ferals ourselves thank you one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the dream team right now which one are we going to oh hey ronald how you doing
9: okay how are you doing
3: today doing good where are you
9: Uh, Montgomery, Pennsylvania.
3: Montgomery, Pennsylvania. Checking in. I have Dr. Debbie here. How can we help you?
9: Hi.
10: Yes. Hi. I have a young Doberman pincher, and I'm an over-the-road truck driver. And While my wife was was sick one week, he went with me, and now he thinks he wants to go every week, but I was wondering, being Dobermans have a history of hip problems, Mm if If putting him in the truck, even, you know, with walking, you know, regularly through the day, if it would cause any problems with that.
6: Oh, whether or not the traveling in the truck would um, hasten or make a bigger problem with potential hip dysplasia. That's your question? Yes. No, I, I don't believe that would. And um, in this situation, the only thing that I'd say sitting in the truck might have a potential for would be l- less exercise. So we wouldn't want his weight to get too heavy. So it would be more that risk. But no, um, hip dysplasia. What you know, we would worry about sometimes is if a pet is in um, very active, uh, athletic activities, and if they have some tendencies towards hip dysplasia, then we might have some more issues there. Um, but no, I mean, sitting in the truck, hanging out with his dad, I think that's a great plan and you know just to combat any kind of boredom or problems with his exercise you know if he's in truck you want to just make sure you give him that ample opportunity for physical exercise you know a little bit of uh, mental stimulation so you know maybe some retrieving some toy uh, play behaviors when you you make your stops all of that will kind of keep him uh, physically fit and uh, i don't see any problems with uh, riding along your side if he likes it then hey (laughs)
3: looks like you got the a-okay ronald thanks very much thank you for your call today
6: was that really two hours?
3: Wow, that blew by today. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can ask your questions all week long from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. Do it right now. Download it, and then if, like, at 2 in the morning you have a question about your cat, you can ask directly <laughs> from the iPhone app or the Android app. Thanks to those folks over at Dr. Foster and Smith. Oh, I want to thank uh, Pamela Paquin, sharing her weird hobby. I guess it's not even a hobby, her business of uh, making clothing out of roadkill. Thank you so much for being on the show today, as well as little nine-year-old Orly. Uh By the way, Dr. Debbie, if you want to pick up her books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, or Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, they are available at Kindle, at Amazon, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. If you own one of these, or let's say they own you, you'll want to pick up this Guardian's Manual. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right on this fine station.
4: Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.
23: Sick and moody, always adopt, don't declaw.
7: This is Animal Radio
1: Network.